0: Hey, this is Kevin Smith and you're listening to Radio Brendo
1: Man. The only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Brendoman. Man. My name is Brendan Creasy and my guest this week is Pete Drummond. Do you prefer Pete or Peter? I'm sorry. Uh, Pete's fine. Pete Drummond, um, you are currently making a board game.
1: I am is that indeed, what it is? yeah. You're making board games or just one? Uh, we've got two in the pipeline right now. Uh, one we had planned to launch this month uh but i wanted a bit more progress so we we pushed it but uh we've got two in the pipeline and we plan to be doing that consistently that's our our end goal
0: man you need have you heard of a podcast called get up on this i have so do you know matt robinson i do not you need to you need to try and get your game in matt robinson's hands cuz he's a hardcore Gamer. That is that is definitely on the list
1: once I have something. Hardcore
0: board gamer. Like I bought Gloomhaven because Matt
1: Robinson told me to. I think everyone bought Gloomhaven because someone like hardcore (laughs) they knew told them to. Yep. And it was worth it. It was the best money I've ever spent. Um, I think for most people it's the most money they've ever spent on a board game too. It
0: is, it was. It was a lot of money, but there's but having I because I come from um for me it was something I'm like I'm gonna play this. With like my D and D group, and we don't have to play D and D anymore, and because um, it's so massive, right?
1: I love it. Right. Um, I mean, that's kind of the the market we're looking at, at least for our first game too. Is that right. no overhead? Uh Some D and D players and some people who who've always kind of stayed away from it because it seemed like it was too much time investment for no guarantee that they'd enjoy it. Yeah. So that's the the market we're kind of trying to capture.
0: So can you, so you, you what's the name of your game studio for, uh, so for those people at home? <clears throat> Myopic Studios is the name of the company. Um, they can go to myopicstudios.com. You have a mailing list there. Can. Yeah,
1: we've got all that. Um, I worked in video games for a number of years as one of the, the handful of jobs I've had in my lifetime. And it's just, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And, uh, the last job I had, I really hated. Uh, and I realized that it was time to start doing the things that I loved instead of worrying about, uh, white picket fence and,
0: and, yeah, the house and that sort of thing. Hear you, well, that's awesome. Um, so let's go back. You are originally from California.
1: Yeah. Born in Anaheim, grew up in Huntington beach. So I've nice, I've been a SoCal So did you grow up around Disney and all that stuff? And I did. Did you ever work at the park? Uh, I did not. I, everyone I knew at one point or another, uh, did not. I worked partner. at the main entrance. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's how you know you're from California, right? I may be the only one. Yeah. Owner. I lived,
0: I, I grew up in San Diego, but I lived in Orange County since I was 18. Um, went to college at Biola University. Okay. And actually left for the Midwest in, for a few years because I didn't graduate from Biola
1: because it's too expensive. It's, uh... And, so... and, I know that story pretty well. So, uh, yeah. uh something similar. Um I went to a number number of schools out here, right? I started Oh yeah. the standard like Golden West College, Orange Coast, and then I I graduated. I went to
0: Cyprus, so oh. I've done
1: a little bit of that. All right, yeah. And then I went to the uh got into the university system, went to UCI, went to UCLA. Um never finished at either of them, but I certainly attended. Uh and then I got a job working for Blizzard. Um uh, and when they when they wanted to launch a a new support center in Austin. I was one of the first group that, uh, was selected to go and kind of went out to help build that team. It didn't hurt too. I was, I was dating a girl who was from the Austin area, uh, who I'm now engaged to. Uh, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But it it felt like so. you
0: went, you went to high school with our producer, Mr. Brian
1: Apodaca. I did. Uh, where was that? We went to ocean view high OVHS, uh, He was, I think, two years older than I was. Uh, we were, we were in an art class together, which is how we met. And then Brian was a a part of the comic book club at the school. Comic book club. I like that. Yeah, keeping it classy. And then, uh, he saw that I was drawing a bunch of comic related stuff, a lot of Batman, a lot of my own stuff, and, uh, kind of invited me along. They were mostly older kids, right? Juniors and seniors, and I was a little freshman at the time. Um, oh, that's cool. so. That was cool. That must have been really cool. Yeah, it was nice to be included. I I certainly didn't get along with uh, all of them. There were a couple in there that <laughs> had that that elitist vibe that wasn't really my thing. But well, a
0: group of nerds. I can't. I
1: refuse to believe that there was some elitism among a group of nerds. I know, right? It's first time for me as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's how Brian and I met, and we've kept in touch over the years. Right? He was, in some ways, uh the inspiration to, to go off and do my own thing in that Brian had always been into comics and he had produced some of his own and he was really yes. unabashed about kind of, this is my hobby and this is my passion and this is what I do. And, uh, you know, I, shout out to zombie Outlaw Yeah. And, and before that, right, he started with a book called, um, Oh shit. I'm going to lose the name now that I'm on mic uh, reunion, I think was the first comic Okay. He did reunion i'm not familiar with that one i'll have to check it out it was about him going back to his uh going back to oceanview for a high school reunion oh that's cool it was, uh, it was a My single issue 20 years is this year so Oof. yeah i think mine just passed
0: i'm feeling some feelings i'm i've been listening to a lot of 90s music lately yeah just kind of getting myself back in that zone i don't know i love 90s music i don't know how you feel about i'm it. all
1: about it because music now sucks and I'm, I'll plant so, my flag on that right now.
0: I like all music, but I, I definitely have an affinity. I feel, I think 90s music is, a, it was a great decade for all sorts of music. It's a, like, it's like the best hip hop. Yeah. It's like the alternative rock is like, it's like the height of
1: alternative rock. There's great electronic. There's great everything. Industrial nine inch nails. Yeah. You had nine inch nails. You had Tupac. You had Biggie and you had Nirvana. Right, and he like, had Radiohead to, to cap it out at the end of the decade. You know, like it's it's an incredible decade for music, no doubt.
0: I agree, one hundred percent. Um, I listened to my, I was listening to '90s hip hop. I went on a massive road trip last weekend up to NorCal to go to wrestling, and I listened to '90s hip hop pretty much the whole way. My friend Sean is t- ten years younger than me, and he was like, "I'm, I, I love '90s hip hop, but I also." I don't have the affinity that you have. And I'm like, come on, you have to admit this is the best. And he just wasn't quite on the page with me.
1: Uh, it's so good. So I just, I just turned 40, uh, this, this year.
0: Nice. I just turned 38. So
1: yeah. And we're... so I, you know, that was, that was a big threshold. And, uh, Man. when they, when, and you moved to Texas. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I moved to Texas 12 years ago. Oh, okay. So you've been in Texas for a while. Yeah. I, I actually moved to Texas. Left so for Texas, blizzard. That's right, and then moved I mean back. Left,
0: uh,
1: so I I I moved out. For are you blizzard. in? Are you still in Austin now? I, or? I'm just outside of Austin. I'm in Round Rock, which is a suburb. I think that's
0: the only place in Texas I could live. Absolutely. If you forced me somehow to live in Texas, it's
1: it's the beating blue heart of an otherwise red state.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and the, like, one of the, like, I, I've i been to Texas quite, quite a bit. I got a lot of family in Texas. Family I really don't speak to all that <laughs>
1: much. Yeah.
0: I mean, shout out to my Aunt Alice. She's great. But there's a lot of my family that is just, like, deep in there. And, you know,
1: it is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm a first-generation kid, right? So I don't have any deep ties to anywhere in the country. But Texas was always a little on the scary mm-hmm. side had I not been dating a girl from there to kind of convince me otherwise when Blizzard said, Hey, do you want to help open an office in Austin? My first response would have, well, the second word I used would have been no. <laughs> so,
0: so, so where, where, um, so you, wh- when, how
1: did you get into Blizzard? Like how did that happen? Uh, when was that? I started August 12th, 2004 five. So this is right like WoW is like a year old at this point? WoW is barely a year old. So I was I started in support, supporting WoW, uh in advance. But that was be- still a
0: pretty heavy user base. That
1: must have been nuts. Oh yeah. I I mean I remember the first time we had a million concurrent players and everyone's just kind of holding onto their seat hoping that the the Gibson doesn't catch fire. So were you around for like the
0: big crazy things like Zulamon and all that stuff oh, yeah. and all those big events? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That was like bread and butter.
0: I remember being at the tail end where there were those big server events and I just try to explain them to people now. And I'm like, I, it was the best thing ever. I tried. And-
1: that was the most fun I ever had playing a video game. All hands down. I mean, They they captured something, right? It's Blizzard, so lightning in a bottle is kind of their 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 brand. But yeah, uh, they they did something, you know, remarkable and it was I remember those races to get all the materials. Oh, like all the
0: attunement quests and all the and that stuff. But like I remember there was the thing for like everybody in the horde, we had to like gather supplies and then like all this stuff. And then we like
1: there was like an opening of a gate and all this shit. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember the Gates of crash That was uh, to support that was a, was a nightmare in a lot of respects. Cause that was just, it must have been, I just, but it was, it was great. If you could have thought like, I mean,
0: you think about where we were like uh, with the internet and dial up modems like 20, 30, like 30 years ago, 20 years ago even, like, and then to have millions of people like on an online, like working together collaborating in this
1: game like to go to that like it's crazy right i mean think about it like this right if you take a step back and you look at the scope of the game there was a point where you had more than 1% of the population of the planet yeah playing wow like those That's numbers you you can't <laughs> you can't fathom right and and to your point thinking about that common goal idea you know you're playing with people who are Maybe in Australia, or maybe, uh, you know, VPNing in from some yeah. some random country, and so you. It was also the dream of the internet, I think, kind of realized in that. Yeah, it was. I I, th- I totally agree with that. You know, you started to meet people from from everywhere, uh, but you shared common interest.
0: It was great. If you go to BlizzCon, you have people that have been friends because of this game. That like from all over the world for like going on 14 years now. It's crazy. Hell, you've got people who started families because of the game. Yep. Oh, yeah. I come from the Kevin Smith message boards where we have babies, um, marriages, deaths, births, and like the online that and like that that's a real ecosystem. And it's really cool. You know,
1: I like it. I'm a big nerd in that yeah, way. Me too. And being on the being on the the back end of that, right? Being on the inside, watching it happen. Um, yeah, what was that like? I mean, some of the best time of my life, right? I've besides lasting relationships, like seeing seeing creative people work at at the highest levels, being the most creative, right? And I was in support, so mm-hmm. it's not like I spent every day with Dev, but I I interacted with those yeah. people, and
0: you're still there on the campus, which. For some people, that alone is just a dream that is a a crazy dream for a lot of people just to be on that campus
1: and you've achieved that. Well, so when I worked, when I started at Blizzard, that campus didn't exist. Wasn't what it was. It it didn't exist. We were a couple of like, uh, unmarked buildings right near UCI. And, uh, that was it, right? When I started, we were upstairs from like a, uh, medical testing facility. And I'm sure that they wondered what the hell was going on upstairs.
0: So this was like this was so like you said. So when World when World of Warcraft first launched, they weren't like it wasn't like a giant Blizzard wasn't Blizzard as we know it today. Like well, that's so that's kind of another thing to. They fathom. had a pedigree, right? I mean they they were still yeah Blizzard for sure. I mean World of, they were you were on World where were on Warcraft three Diablo two, which are two of the biggest games of that right, time. You right. know, so that was awesome. But the the thing. Hold on one second. I got to get a water. I'm sure. sorry. You could keep 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 that thought real quick. Sorry. No worries. Hold on. Sorry, Just getting water. Uh, Something I should have done. Sorry, I gotta put my headphones on. Okay, so yeah, I should have done that before. Things I need to check off. You know, hey. So you were talking about, um, the campus and the, this was in 2004? Yeah, 2000,
1: I, I think 2005 is when I started. Um, hmm. but, uh, so it was before we had any of the campus. It was multiple buildings. None of them were marked. You were behind a couple layers of, of bulletproof glass and, and security doors. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Cause fans can be a little intense, right? Uh, I, I don't, I, oh, I don't hate yeah. people in a bad light, sure. but you know, uh, better safe. No,
0: park. especially the kind of people that play World of Warcraft, Starcraft for, I mean, think about those, like, people died playing Starcraft in, like, South, South Korea and stuff. Yeah.
1: Like, but, uh, what I was, what I was gonna <laughs> say when, before you got a drink was, uh, it, it was the first place that I'd ever worked where it was a bunch of adults who had no problem being who they were. Um, you know, I worked in a comic book store when I was in high school, so wearing your your geek flag then was not such a big deal because of where we were but yeah. I was you know but everywhere else yeah couldn't do yeah right. that was it if not yeah, exclusively private more private right and yeah geek
0: culture as it is today was not a right. thing I mean that's the other thing that if you're I mean kids now I'm so happy for them I work at a school and I'm just happy for these kids like I'm just happy knowing these kids are never gonna be bullied. For liking nerdy
1: right. shit. But you couldn't... Like, that's not a You couldn't a thing. go to Target and get a fucking Black Panther t-shirt.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, just liking Star Wars when I was in high school was kind of being, like, look at the nerd, yeah. you know?
1: right. Well, and you had to go to, like... Until the special editions yeah. Yeah, came out. Yeah, well, that's...
0: But fuck oh, those. Oh, sorry. Star
1: Wars. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> oh, Star. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't even want to go there. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it was just, it was a place where everyone was into all the things that I was into, and they, they weren't passionate awesome. about it.
0: And super supportive as, like, a young adult, well, was, you know. It was
1: rad, and <clears throat> Blizzard did me such a solid in so many ways, but I, I think the greatest is uh, it was also a place where you could be who you were, and so I was introduced, and like I said, I'm a, I'm a first-generation kid, uh, I come from... Where are your parents from? Uh, my mom was born in, in Brazil, right? Okay. Uh, she also was an interpreter for the Pope, so you can imagine the kind of, uh, oh, wow. religious, what? Oh. uh, John the 23rd, I believe, who's the guy who, just before John Paul II. second. okay. Um, wow. Wow, she like worked for the Pope? Yeah. Well, she was an interpreter for the Catholic Church, um, among okay. other people, but, So you grew up like in all that? I I grew up in a world where religion was present, let's say, Mm -hmm. and uh... so that limited some of my exposure to things that may have been considered fringe then that are not now. So, like, Blizzard was the first time I ever met an openly gay person. I'm sure I knew gay people growing up, but
0: oh yeah, because in South in in Brazil, that where you grew. So like. Because, like, growing up in that culture, it's not a common thing and, at all. And it's
1: a heavily Catholic country, right? Yeah, super Catholic. So that's so... just not a thing that gets talked about. Um And, you know, I was born in the States, and this is supposed to be a different country in a different world. But uh some yeah, of that stuff but... still lingers. And so... Gotcha. It, first time I met someone who was out, and uh it wasn't... There was no... I don't want to diminish it, but there was no pomp and circumstance, right? It wasn't like... They're they're weird or they're different or they're something else. It was just like, oh, here's another person who's into what you're into, and then also they happen to be this subgroup that you haven't ever interacted with, and it's maybe not what you thought. Uh, and it's the first place I met a trans person. It's the first, and then suddenly we're just all geeks, and and all those titles kind of fade away. And it was for a for a, a you know, like I said, a, a sheltered first generation kid that was. That was an amazing life change for me was to, yeah, to, you know, reach people who I, I wouldn't have normally reached and to be reached by them, I guess. And, uh, you know, it, it, at some point I realized it was just another kid getting bullied for another, another thing. And that just pissed me off. But before yeah. that, you know, religion and sometimes uh, political parties have a habit of othering groups of people.
0: Yeah, and that's – I'm not – about. yeah, I don't like that either at all. I'm
1: not for it either. But when – sometimes when you're in it, you don't necessarily – it's it's not a conscious decision you're making, right? Yeah, it's not something you really – you don't really think about it that way when you're in it. Right, and then when it has – suddenly has a face and it's not just, you know, some group over there that you've never seen before and don't – Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I mean I had a very similar – I grew up pretty sheltered, just very
0: suburbs, white bread. You know, so when I was exposed to those things at first, especially because I did get involved in the church. So I had some, I had some similar experiences.
1: Yeah. So Blizzard was really remarkable on a lot of fronts for me. Really, really opened my eyes to, to, you know, the human experience and kind of broadened that. And also that, uh, you know, connected me to the idea that, that humanity is much larger than these subgroups. I I don't want to, Get too philo- philosophical about it. And I, oh, you can. And I, you can talk about whatever you want. I don't, to about, you know, cause I'm, I'm sure people are already tuning out cause I'm talking about politics and religion and how it impacted me. But, oh,
0: we talk about that a lot on here. Yeah. It's fine.
1: But yeah, uh, Blizzard did me a great service in that way cause it opened my eyes to people who I, I may not have otherwise met and, and made me passionate about the idea that. So people. I'm sure you get
0: asked. The- I'm sure you get asked this all the time um what's your favorite blizzard game property like not specific game like like which which but like do you like What are you Diablo Warcraft StarCraft At
1: the moment Overwatch At the moment I'm I'm pretty heavy in Overwatch Overwatch is great right It is it is freaking awesome and if you're a comic book kid like it's got so many of that it's, it's that gun-toting Justice League thing going on that I think speaks yeah. to me too.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. I
1: like it a lot. I
0: play it, um when I can. I only, I have it on PS4, my PC does. I have it on PS4 as well. I, I prefer nice. consoles to, uh, PC. I know that that is Ooh. sacrilege, but, uh. Coming from your background, I'm very surprised to hear that.
1: I love me a controller. Are
0: you super bummed that console StarCraft never came out? Yes. I well I mean when you got to when you got to Blizzard did you like ask about it
1: I was so in awe when I got there that that my ability to levy any sort of criticism took a couple of years
0: <laughs> Yeah I was going to say like you got to see a ton of cool shit I'm sure like yeah. was that when did you get to like cuz didn't they start? They were developed. They got pretty into developing like a new game that never really ended up happening, and then kind of bled into Overwatch. Is that right?
1: Uh, I can give you the vaguest yes. Okay. Uh, but I okay but we're crossing okay. into NDA territory right there.
0: I gotcha. Understand? Understand. I just wanted to know. Um. Well, who's your favorite character to play in Overwatch? Uh,
1: I'm a big Bastion fan. Pretty much since okay. the start. Uh, I know that early on. Which one's he? He's the robot that turns into the turret. Oh yeah, he's cool. Um, I like him a lot. He was he was the cheese when it first started. I know a lot of a lot of the the fans were annoyed at at you know the kills that you could rack up if you if you them oh, yeah. down. But uh he's gone through a handful of iterations and I've stuck with it all the way through. Um, I've got a couple others that I play. I like Soldier 76. Uh I like Reinhardt a lot. Uh I'm really anxious Ooh. for the the new hero coming out. That's oh new hero coming out. I didn't know. About yeah. Anything. They announced it a couple weeks I've ago. I'm paying
0: attention a lot. I'm I've been, I've been, I'm so into wrestling right now and I, I, I've been really busy with lots of my other projects. So I kind of, and then they gave out um, that the call of duty, the whichever one was, it was free. So I started playing that, which, uh, the one that's, ah, oh, shit. I don't know. Something three, Something, Black something, Black Ops three, black,
1: black Ops three. Yeah, that's I sound really intelligent. Listen, there are so many games that are coming out all the time that if you, it's not it's a crazy. franchise you follow, like it's easy for them to yeah. lap you. So that was on PlayStation for free. They gave that out for
0: free just recently. So my friend and I have been playing that, and then I was playing Fortnite a lot because that was free.
1: You play Fortnite at all? Uh, I played it a little bit. I tend to be more of a PUBG player gotcha Though um, so i, I wish it, PUBG was yeah. on consoles yeah yeah me too
0: because i i started playing it on my friend's pc and i really liked it but then i got into fortnite because this is really dumb but the kids at the school i work at play it and i'm like that looks fun and it's free <laughs> that's all the kids do that's yeah. all they do Damn so i at least wanted know to be, know what was going on you were you were trying to be hip it, it was more of a fact-finding, just trying – I also – I I don't know. This is like my weird dad, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't too like – I wanted to make sure it was okay, you know? Yeah, I get that. Because, like, they, that's all they talk about. And these are like young kids, like third graders. And so I was just kind of like, should they be playing this? Should I be worried? And then I get on there and I'm like, oh, oh, this is fine. You were, you were it, spelunking on their behalf. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but I mean, it's, I got into it a little bit. Um, so, wh- so it was like, so how long were you at the Irvine campus? Uh,
1: I was at Irvine, I was pre-campus, uh, okay. I was there for, before they got to the campus, two and a half, three years, I want to say. And
0: then, and then they're like, go
1: to Austin and you did? Yeah. Yeah. So they, I was, uh, I was, uh, where this, this is the part where I'm going to break my arm, pat myself on the back. So bear with me. Uh, <laughs> I was running the number one team at the time. Nice. Uh, and the shift I was on, almost all the leadership on that shift had come from in one way or another, my team. And so that shift was this like huge powerhouse and all of us kind of got pulled aside by, uh, by leadership and we were told that they were opening an office and would be, would we be interested in moving to help launch it? Uh, there'd be some, pay involved and some other things gotcha and uh like i said i was i stating a girl who's from there uh oddly enough i had just moved her from austin oh, wow. to california like three months prior and you're like hey guess what yeah so i came home about and i was like hey babe funny know. story how do you feel about moving back home uh i certainly got a look uh but in the end uh it was an adventure and that was kind of the thing right we've her and I have made a handful of moves in the, in the 17 years we've been together and, uh, an adventure on the table has kind of always been, been the thing. Right. So I said, look, this is a chance to kind of go back. It's cost of living is a pretty significant difference, right? Where we were renting a one bedroom apartment in fountain Valley at the time. And it was like 1900 bucks a month. Uh, I found an apartment, Twice that size in Austin and they had just raised the rent and apologized to me when I called them and it was like 750 a month. <laughs> so you were like, uh, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I'm going to have to take it, you know, and, uh, so it, it definitely changed lifestyle pretty drastically. And then, uh, I was there for, let's see, if I did two and a half years here in Irvine before I moved, I left at like nine years and three months. Mm. So just shy of my, my 10 year shield. Man, wouldn't you have gotten some kind of cool weapon or something? Yeah, I would, I would have gotten a shield. I was really, uh, I was really looking forward to it, but I got poached from a company in Colorado and, uh, and that's how you ended up at that job that you didn't like. Yes. That is, that is how I got there. Uh, they made me an offer. I couldn't refuse. I got poached from
0: somewhere absent support. I got, and I was working in network security, but mine ended up being okay. So that sucks. That sucks, dude.
1: Yeah, it was an experience, right? In the end. Uh, so you
0: moved to Colorado.
1: I moved to Colorado for two and a half years. Uh, I was working, I was working in a legal tech job where, uh, we did like digital forensics and, uh, I ran all of the the technicians essentially, um, but you're dealing with attorneys all the time, and uh, they are not my favorite group of people by and <laughs> large. They are. I'm sure there are some good ones out there, but uh, most someone, of the ones I met, not my type.
0: Yeah, someone who's trying to find an attorney right now for workers' comp is just like,
1: uh. Well, I might be able to. Offline after this point you're in the right direction there, but.
0: Okay, that's very helpful.
1: Um, in but cool. general. So
0: you, so you, so you then, so then you're at this job for two years and you
1: just decide I'm gonna start a board game company? So, let's back up. When okay. I left Blizzard, uh, my five year plan was to start a game company. Gotcha. Uh, so one of the things that kinda lured me into this job was uh, it was a bit more authority and, uh, quite a bit more money being moved around. And so I was excited for those opportunities to really, to really get in, uh, and see kind of how profit and loss for business worked. And, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that I found at, at Blizzard is everything is very, very collaborative, which is awesome, but it, it also means that you can succeed and or fail. Uh, by means, not your own, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so uh, this was a position where I was going to be doing, I, I was going to be literally in charge, right? It was going to be my vision for helping the company grow from like a small company to a medium-sized company and hopefully from a medium-sized company to a large-sized company. And, uh, you know, I got, I got promoted uh, to uh, an executive position along the way. Um, pay was huge. It was one of those expense accounts jobs where like you're taking clients out to eat every day and, you know, that wasn't great for my waistline. Uh, (laughs) but I just, I just found that it was, it was death by inches. Right. Um, I've never had to worry about whether or not I was working for the bad guy. Uh, not once in my entire life. And the story you tell yourself is that justice is blind and you serve justice, right? It's the department of justice that potentially hires us to do a job. Right. And, uh, uh, but sometimes it's directly for either the, the defense or the prosecution. And in some of those cases, we were, we were contracted by the bad guy. Now we, we followed the truth, but in the end we were on the payroll of, of, uh, a business or an entity that I did not think highly of and, uh, I dealt with that by getting increasingly, increasingly larger paychecks, but not feeling any better about it. And when I looked at a lot of people in the peer group, what I saw is they were in the same boat, uh, except to solve that problem, when they were going out and buying boats and, uh, they were, they were covering it with just expenditure after expenditure and, um, that wasn't me and it wasn't, it wasn't ever going to be me. Right. Uh, and then at some point the company got sold and, uh, there's a little bit of NDA stuff here too. So I'll be vague about it. But, uh, in advance of that, there was a big layoff and two thirds. I want to say the company was let go in multiple States. Uh, my entire team being, being one of, one of those groups. Now, uh, while I can neither confirm nor deny from my vantage, it looked like all the people who had been let go were people who would have been vested and gotten something out of a sale, which yeah. is, uh, kind of shifty, right? Yeah, That's shitty. And, uh, so the date happened, I was pissed off. And then, uh, on the drive home, this weight just started rolling off my shoulders and I was like, you know, you weren't happy and I, I know that your plan was in five years to do one thing and, and this is not part of your plan, but, um, you know, I, I'd squirreled a bunch of money away in the bank and, uh, and it was just like, you know, it's, it's time, right? I, I want to be doing what I want to be doing on my 40th birthday. Uh, and that was kind of a big goal, right. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. And so I came home and, uh, sat down. I had a talk with my fiance and, and you know, we, we decided that the adventure was done here and that, uh, instead of looking for work or looking to start something in Colorado, which is also pretty expensive in terms of real estate and, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of of the people there. Um, the friends we made were all transplants, but I found most of the locals to be pretty standoffish. Yeah. Which is weird, considering uh, it's a place where pot's legal, so you uh-huh. figured they'd be a bit more relaxed. But uh, we agreed that that with the contacts I had in Austin, and also the people we missed in Austin. Yeah. that that was that was the place to return to and to start things. And so that's that's what we did uh a year and a month ago. Right on. That's great. So yeah, it's uh working in a place that you don't like sucks. Um I learned a valuable lesson that no amount of money will make it suck less. Yeah, that is 100% true, man. I've been there. But uh, you know, it it was also the the kick in the ass I needed to go go do what I should be doing. And uh, which is your video? Your I'm sorry, not which, video game board, game board game. Board game, yeah. Which is myopic, right? Myopic. And and that's kind of how we got the name was that uh, I think for a long time I I dallied with the idea of starting my own thing, and uh, adults had a habit of telling me that it was short sighted, right? That I I work for a big company, let them worry about insurance and all those other things and just go be successful and, and, you know, live a certain style of life and make a certain style of money. And, uh, and that stuck with me that that was the short sighted play was to go do what I wanted. So I, I said, no, no, no greater way to say fuck you to any of that thinking than to put it in the name. Uh, so it's short sighted studios, right? Uh, and there's something that warms me every time I see the, That's awesome. The logo.
0: So, um, so now you're, what are the, so can you talk about any of the games you're working on or any of the things you are working on right now?
1: I, I can. So our first game is called proxy. Uh, and you'll forgive me if I don't give any of the class names or anything, just because we're still waiting on trademarks. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, Essentially, it is a procedural, like, dungeon crawler. Nice. Um, you have, it's for two to four players. You have one player who's the antagonist, who's somewhere between uh, the game master from the old TSR games and, uh, you know, a, a bad GM who's just out to kill the party. <laughs> uh, that's his role, or her role, their role. And then the other players play what's called a cohort, and a cohort is four individual characters that kind of make up your party. So each other player has four characters of their own that they play simultaneously uh, as they go through this dungeon. So the antagonist is, is pulling dungeon tiles out of a deck that's been shuffled, so no one knows what's next. And then uh, there are monsters and there are traps and there are obstacles that can be played in each room uh, and then the cohort, each class has different abilities to sort of uh, defend against or to pick locks or kill monsters or whatever so you're trying to build uh, this sort of complete party uh, and you have three floors of the dungeon that happen happen procedurally and then you get to the boss room and then there's a boss fight oh. uh, and there's a there's a timer running while this is happening. So
0: how are the, how uh, is it
1: generated procedurally? Like how does that happen? Cards or. Yeah. So, uh, the dungeon is, uh, like a three by two card, I believe. Um, so a little wider than it is tall. Um, and it's like the background of a dungeon. And, and so the style we went for is, uh, like those old, um, Sierra, Eye of the Beholder kind of games. Nice. If you, if, uh, if, if you go way back in, in, in time, right? Going back. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was a very particular era of love for me. Uh, so I wanted to have something akin to that. So even the look of it, uh, instead of staring down at it, it's like you're staring into the room from the same perspective of like Eye of the Beholder. And then, uh, so, there are three sort of stacks that the, the antagonist has one for each floor and you play X number of cards based on the number of uh, cohorts in play. Uh, and then you're waiting for the path down, right? Um, so it's, it's very random in terms of what comes next. The antagonist doesn't know the cohorts don't know. Um, and then uh, you have special abilities if you are a cohort player that are like single use that, that are essentially a get out of jail free card once. Um, so there's always this like, do I dally with it and do it now? And if I do, is it wasted or do I save it? Uh, because there is, there is a timer. Uh, so the cohort, it behooves the cohort to keep moving. Gotcha. Uh, at the same time, you've got an antagonist who's doing everything they can to uh, chip away at your health and slow you down and gain turns uh, on the clock. So uh, there's there's a lot of tension to it. Uh, and then down the line, the goal is that we'll add more heroes and more game types. Uh, and so at some point, you'll have antagonist players who can build a dungeon of their own. Yeah. Right, where they're grabbing tiles from different game types, uh and making something of their own that's that's wholly you kinda unique.
0: like how in D and D you can come up
1: with your own campaign, totally your own. Exactly. Exactly. And then game types can be linked. So there's the idea was uh to bring in people who've never played gotcha. before but who've kinda always wanted yeah. to. Um so they don't have to worry about creating the world, they don't have to worry about creating the heroes. Um but there are narrative components. So, uh, at some point during play, if you've played it enough that those people want to get a little closer to that D&D type experience, you can add that narrative bit to it and play multiple game nights in a session or over multiple days. Um, but that's, that's sort of the, the long and short of it, right? Without giving too much away, that's, that's basically the first game. Um, and then the second game we haven't, we haven't actually announced, Uh, but it is, uh, well, completely different. I guess the first thing I would call out, um, in terms of the company, one of the things that, that is important to us is, um, IP, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, I started writing and creating and drawing, uh, way back when I met, you know, Brian. And, uh, so I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of, of things that I've worked on through the years. And, uh, whether it's it's stuff that I I tried to sell as a screenplay or you know any any number of uh, career interests along the way, um, I have all that sort of narratively constructed. And so our plan is that uh, we're going to release a bunch of different games that are different game types, uh, but in some way they're all part of a shared universe, uh, so that the 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 grander story is somehow unfolding through uh um, multiple games um as they go right so that's that's the big lofty goal but that's the thing that that gets me excited when we were talking about you know Star Wars earlier that's that's the thing that um that type of IP uh creates for me that I find really attractive is this expansive like you know you've got authors over here writing books and you've got comic books you've got movies and you've got video games and they all kind of share a space and I really like that and I've never seen, I've never seen a company try and do that, uh, starting in the board game space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the things I took from Blizzard was, was this yeah. too, right? This idea that, that you can start small and then create and create until it just, you know, you've got over 1% of the population. Yeah. Product. I mean,
0: you look at like what, what WoW started out even as orcs and humans, like back in the day, like, and they just yeah. built on that. And each game, this universe got bigger and bigger and bigger until we had World of Warcraft. You know that didn't just happen overnight. Yeah.
1: I think I think people forget that a lot, and I think that's why uh, other MMOs have a habit of yeah. failing. It's because they don't they don't build the audience and build the world first. It's the same problem that uh, Warner exactly. Brothers has with DC they, movies. They're,
0: they're jumping the gun. They didn't. They're not doing the work that Marvel did. Marvel did years right. of
1: work. They want to jump in 10 years later. Yeah. So we'll start with Justice League, but, yeah. but why? It's stupid. I mean, yeah, it's you, dumb as hell.
0: You watch Iron Man, you don't even hear about, there's no hint of Avengers until the end tag. And even then I'm like, that's not really going to happen. Right. And
1: right. It, it, it yeah. took 10 years, right? You can't, there is no skip to the end, have an audience yeah. button. Right? They, they started with something small and charming and then they built on it. And they built a lot of, uh, the fan base, the extended fan base, if you will, through, you know, yeah. goodwill. And I think DC's problem is they have that no goodwill. Warner Brothers wanted, well, they wanted to jump to the billion exactly. dollar movie first. You can't which do is that. Short-sighted. Uh, and I also think that Warner Brothers has a habit of being embarrassed of its yeah. characters. It's why they fuck up Superman so royally every time. Uh, you know, they take away the tights, they try and young him up, they try and, uh, change the origin as if the post-crisis John Byrne origin yeah. needs tooling around. Uh, because they can't feel the same way about Superman that Marvel feels about Captain America. Right? right? Cause they're roughly the same. They're, they're, this idea of like Midwestern flyover state greatest generation values and being at a time uh, and being kind of thrust into, you know, these kids and their rock music and their internet. Well, that's fine. Except with cap, we laugh with him. And with Superman, they keep laughing at him. Like, look how dumb and antique this guy is. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah. Okay. Except, no. If, if we don't care about this guy, if, if he's not an exemplar of who we should be, then, then he's just a really weird superpower that doesn't go far enough. And if you're cynical about it, then he sits and watches while Kevin Costner, his dad dies. Spoilers. Mm. And that's stupid. And it turns people away, right? I didn't care that he, that he he made the ultimate sacrifice with Zod. I, like on some level, I get that that character would go too big of a threat. The problem is that you, you constructed a narrative in a movie where you could have just given Zod whatever he was after and let him go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it 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 bothers me because I love those characters a great deal, and I feel like everybody's trying to make them hip. We're gonna update them. Batman's going to kill people. I know he killed people in his early days, but that's not the Batman that we all know. Um, Superman's going to be super cynical and dark. No, man. that's First, don't we have plenty of that in reality? Like, do I really need that to be the Kryptonian as well? And then second, come on, guys. You have an audience. I get that Christopher Nolan made grim and gritty Batman movies. But that can't be every character, otherwise they're indistinguishable. One of them can fly and the other has a cool car, otherwise they're the same guy. That's stupid. So stupid. Drives me nuts. I hear you, man. Sorry, I was just uh,
0: thinking about how... um, While you were talking about Superman, it just made me think about how much I didn't like those movies. And... I thought Justice League was just was uh, Justice League was the most tolerable of all of them in my opinion, but it was super oh, yeah.
1: disjointed. Right? Not as, okay, disjointed,
0: so, as disjointed as Batman v Superman.
1: Uh, listen, uh, let me preface this by saying, preface this by saying, people are allowed to like whatever they like. uh I can't take anyone's like from them; they can't take any dislike from me. I'm all right with that. All that said. Zack Snyder should not be making films. He makes joyless spectacle. And, uh, that works when you're making 300, because that's kind of the thing. But once he released sucker punch, everyone and every audience everywhere should have been like, Oh, okay. So unless we get a really good writer and this guy has a lot of like editorial input, he shouldn't be behind the camera. Like, he'd be a great director of photography. He clearly has an eye for making it look mm-hmm. a certain way. But his characters are so empty and his world is so joyless. And I don't know, man. Like, how
0: do you fuck up Watchmen? I liked – I li- I thought Watchmen – I liked – I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence on Watchmen. There's parts of it I liked. There's parts of it that I really didn't like.
1: So – I'm with you, except I think that the parts that I like were accidental. Hmm. And the parts that I didn't like were because he's so tone deaf as a director that, uh, he didn't understand the scene. So he just made yeah, what I'm with he saw. You on that. Like, there's that scene in the, in the, in the owl ship, right? Uh, this, this is going to be a deep cut. So bear with me, but, uh, it's, it's a yeah. sex scene, right? And, Suddenly Hallelujah Chorus is playing in the background cause, cause he has been impotent up to this point and now that he's like recovering his heroism, he's recovering his lost masculinity and he can finally get it up. Like that's the mm-hmm. point of the scene, right? Uh, and then they play this music, this Hallelujah Chorus thing over the top and it makes, it makes a scene that has some weight. It was in the comical. Comics. It was very silly. silly. Yeah. I laughed.
0: And I, I was, it was very, I, awkward. I was very awkward. Soon. I felt very awkward cause I was sitting next to like people I volunteered at
1: church with.
0: <laughs> so that's why right. I was a little, cause that's, that sex scene is very long.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's long. It's real it's weird. weird. And it's super tone deaf. Yeah. It's super oh, like, yeah. I'm with you
0: on that. That was definitely, that it's definitely just a nerd. pulled me out of the
1: movie. So but I there's also, like I think,
0: I think my enjoyment of it was just the excitement seeing, like, Watchmen on screen, but I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I mean, love look, the book so like, much. The, oh, I, look, how can you not, right? And, and the look of the characters, even though he modernized yeah. a couple of, uh, costumes. Overall, right? I thought
0: the look was really good.
1: He nailed the look. But the, but there. <laughs> It yeah, there's just no heart behind it, and and normally I think Alan Moore is kind of a ranting lunatic yeah. at this point, like he just hates everything that anyone touches of his to hate yeah. it. But uh, man, if I had created the most seminal work in comics, and then that came out, I'd at, be a pissy after with lunatic too. what
0: they did to the League.
1: I mean, come on,
0: right? Well. I mean, yeah. I know League was yeah, his attempt it. at cashing in, but even the, even he has to, like, you had to, that movie was garbage. Like, he it didn't, was. but League itself was his attempt at, like, he, his, League isn't, like, he, League is his statement on, like, superhero teams and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. super meta, like you said, because it was him cashing in, and then you were watching Hollywood cash in. Yeah, which was so wrong.
0: crazy. I didn't. And, and you're like how do you do this that movie seemed like, like so easy i thought that was a slam dunk sean connery obviously thought it was a slam dunk
1: you have sean damn connery in a right. comic book movie written by alan how Moore. do you fuck that up how is this not the I best know. thing ever ever well, you can start is, by
0: creating the character of tom sawyer
1: right you you add tom sawyer and then you do that jekyll oh, and Hyde God. makeup. Uh, and it is a steep downhill from there. But at the same time... If Alan Moore had added Tom Sawyer, would have worked. Alan Moore could add my left shoe to a comic book and make it compelling. I just I think, think about Lost player. Girls, and on paper, that shouldn't work. But that fucking works. Oh, so, God, it's Lost amazing. I, uh... It's
0: messed up. It's fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i i'm very aware of the content it was just one of those books that uh there was enough circling around it at the time that i was i was worried about owning it it is i I don't don't own it because of that yeah
0: Yeah, i don't want to be that guy guy either but as an alan moore fan i had to read it so i checked it out at the library yeah which they had it at the library
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be the guy at the library with like a ball cap and sunglasses <laughs> on checking out Lost Girls either.
0: Oh man, yeah, no, I hear you. Is that I've, I'm i always afraid of being labeled the creeper, and right. Lost Girls is definitely, like, is definitely the way to do that.
1: Hey kids, have you seen this <laughs> Alan Moore comic? Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Yeah.
0: Well, danger. I wanted yeah, to also talk to about... Brian gave me a list of potential topics because he is that good of a producer. I got to give shout out to Brian because he has come on as the new producer of Radio Brendo Man because I had given up on this show. Um, 363 episodes in and I was ready to throw in the towel. Well, that's
1: well, pretty I, lost deep away. So. I lost my co-host.
0: so ah. But I'm retooling the show into like a solo interview show i think it's going okay dig it and uh but i did i love that the first thing you put put on here for potential topics or discussion 80s cartoons and not just 80 cartoons but he puts two of my top two deep cut 80s cartoons that's being cops which a lot of people don't even know about and they had the best toys fighting crime. The cop's future time. toys yeah, had cap guns. They were dope. The other, co- they did. The other toys that have cap guns were those RoboCop toys. How fucked up they is did. it that and, there were and, Robo, RoboCop toys and a cartoon? All that shit was pretty fucked yeah. up. The RoboCop animated
1: series. RoboCop That's the animated peak series. 80s, right? That's peak
0: like, 80s, like, what the fuck were they doing, right? There is a line, right? and you crossed it. like
1: Rambo toys? Rambo toys? Like, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Yeah. Soldiers with PTSD and cops who've been against their will converted into automatons. Uh Hey, kids, who wants one? Hey, guys, it's Brendan. Um,
0: sorry, but we lost the audio after this. Uh Thank you, Zencaster. I will try again with Zencaster because it does seem like it works really well. We just, for some reason, lost the rest of Peter's track. We went about 10 more minutes mostly talking about, uh, 80s cartoons. I know that probably sounds awesome. Well, we'll have to get Peter back on the show to do it again sometime. But be sure to check out Peter's, uh, stuff at myopicstudios.com. And, uh, hold on, let me make sure that set Is that correct? Yes. Myopicstudios.com And uh, check me out at Brendoman on Twitter. Brendoman.com if you want to get and check out my stand-up. Buckshow.com That's the new one. Um, showcom We're going to be at Back to the Grind on August 9th. Stand-up comedy. Going to be awesome. Hosted by me. And... Um, that's exciting. BenviewNetwork.com for all the other Benview Network shows. This is the last uh show before Comic Con, so we'll be headed to Comic Con. Panels are Thursday at eleven AM in the library, San Diego Public Library Auditorium. That'll be podcast advocates and eight p.m. in room twenty-three ABC on Thursday for Web Comics Advocates. See you there. Um come say hi. And also check out brendoman.com slash blog for the latest San Diego Comic Con schedule updates that I usually, that I do every year. I've updated the blog, um, new software, new everything over at brendoman.com. The old blog will be back with all the old posts if you want to see those, but, um, right now still working on it. And, uh, that's what's going on. You can check out other shows, uh, Monday Night Rupo at, uh, MondaynightRupo.com or com. There's a new popsicles over at popsiclespodcast.com and, uh, Massive Buds Wrestling Show, MBWSpod.com. Again, all of these are over at Benview Network, but, uh, new episodes, lots to listen to and be sure to support Pete Drummond. Thank you, Pete, for being on the show. And sorry, the end got cut off, but you can uh, check him out at Myopic, M-Y-O-P-I-C, studios.com. Join their mailing list. If you're into board games, you're definitely going to want to do that. Their games sound really cool, and they will be, um, Pete said their first one will be out around September, so check out Myopic Studios for all the information there. And uh stay tuned next time for another Radio Brendo Man. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. Have a good one, everybody. mark from comic nerds unite and this is my hetero life mate tim what's up mark and what's up world comic nerds unite is a comic
1: book podcast plain and simple our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics so we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length then we talk about some of the books we read for the week i love comics me too buddy check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on itunes comic, comic nerds, nerds unite, unite.